Hey guys, so I am not around this week, and so this is going to be a different episode. And the reason why I'm calling this What Could Go Wrong is because I want to talk about the ramifications of kind of some anime industry things that are happening. And normally I try and keep these, these episodes to about an hour, but this is going to go however long it goes, so it might be really short, it might be a little long, same thing for the next one, but basically the first thing I want to talk about is the ramifications of Netflix and Amazon kind of forcing their way into the industry so so blatantly and by by using money. And what I mean by that is one of the reasons that Netflix that Netflix was able to pick up a show like Ava that nobody else was that something like Funimation or Crunchyroll weren't because you best believe that those two companies wanted that thing wanted that show because of its kind of cultural significance in anime um which can't be understated I need to like, impose that on anybody listening to this, if you think, like, oh, what's the big deal, Ava's an old classic show, no, it, Ava, in many ways, defines the way anime is right now, still, but, and so, when I say that, if you haven't, if you haven't seen Ava before, you're like, well, then why hasn't anybody licensed it? Well, the reason is because Ava is very... The Evangelion, the people hold the right to Evangelion, are very aware of that. So they are charging for that. And um, in order to get you to understand why charging huge prices for shows is significant, I want to take you on a little time travel trip, and that's back to about 2005, and you may or may not have heard me talk about this before on this podcast, um, in the early 2000s, like 2005, ultimately to 2008, when all the financial stuff went bad, but in 2005, for the anime industry specifically, the anime bubble bursts. And what that means is in the early 2000s, anime was a hot property. It's like, it it was... It was not as mainstream as it is now. It was not as, like, permanently feeling mainstream. But it was kind of everywhere. People were trying to do stuff with anime properties that they had never tried to do before because there was seemed to be no purpose there was no purpose to try to attempting to do it that was when you first started hearing like lot the words live action ghost in the shell back then now we finally got it um more recently but um we finally got it in 2000, in 2017 i think 
Um, but that was when you first heard, like, live action Kira and all that stuff, or at least I did. But, um, and, and anime, and anime conventions were huge, and, you know, everything, and it, everything and its ugly step-cousin was being licensed and coming out, and part of the reason for that was, is that companies like Viz and Funimation, Crunchyroll, really wasn't a thing at the time, believe it or not, uh, were... Purchase were going to the anime the anime studios and saying we want to purchase this show, and animation we want to purchase the rights to the show and the anime industry was basically saying back to it, okay, it will be this whatever this amount is, and that amount was that amount, but you also have to purchase the rights to this show, and that will inflate the price more. And so studio so um the license the licensing companies in America were basically being forced to purchase shows they didn't know what to do with because they wanted more popular shows. And the anime industry was offloading huge amounts of shows onto the licensors here that just the 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 general market here had nothing to do with them so they they would kind of, that was what how you'd get like anime dvd just sitting on the shelf and like sure some people would buy them but not enough for people to really get any return on them um but um in the case of a show like Ava, it was in print by a company called AD. It was it was licensed here by a company called ADV, and if you know anything about ADV, you know that they went out of business. They're one of the larger casualties of the anime bubble bursting. They went totally under. I have one of the Evangelion eight the one of the ADV Evangelion DVDs. I have the first one in their in their set. Later on, someone did. I think they may have released, in like their last dying days, a super expensive box set. A like plat. I think they call it a platinum box. Um. And that was around for a good while at a good price, but now it's either gone or it is exorbitantly expensive. Um, but then it kind of disappeared, and everybody was perplexed unless the issue was, and this turned out to be the issue, Netflix revealed, that the asking price for Ava was too high. Which is significant because anybody who has the Ava show will just print money. I guarantee it because it 
once again, if Ava came out on DVD tomorrow, millions of anime fans would buy it, including me. I am not necessarily the biggest fan of that show. I I I do not stand for Ava, believe me, but it, its significance is what would get people to say like, "Yeah, I should really add that to my physical collection." I don't want to like, I don't want to depend on it streaming for to watch that show. I want to have like the physical discs, and it, that's another important factor to all this is. One of the things that people worry about when big money like Netflix starts showing up, and like I should also bring this up for the companies that now own Funimation and Crunchyroll, which are Sony and AT&T respectively, when big money shows up, there's a potential for... an even bigger downside because and I'm not even talking about money so Sony got hacked Sony got hacked and um all this stuff got revealed about Sony so what if Sony gets hacked now that they own Funimation does all of Dragon Ball Z get deleted off of Sony's servers and therefore Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z disappear for some period of time because a digital copy is gone. Who knows? But that that is a possibility based on what happened what North Korea did to them in response to them attempting to release the dictator, which is a real thing that happened not that long ago. But the other thing in the case of a company like AT&T is AT&T makes a lot of brand deals by purchasing companies. So AT&T owns Time Warner, which owns, I believe AT&T owns Time Warner, which owns HBO. So I'm pretty sure you get like free HBO Go at a certain point, if you're on AT&T's, like, cell phone plan, you definitely get deals on direct TV as well. So, uh, what if it, what if they try to use their purchase of Crunchyroll, say, hey, hey, anime fans, come be our shitty cell phone service, because we'll give you, like, $3 off a $6 subscription to Crunchyroll. That's a doable thing. And while that sounds good for consumers, A, you have to use AT&T as a cell phone service provider, which is just, that's just, no, nobody, nobody actually wants to do that. The reason why everybody shits all over them, and that's because they've never been a good cell phone company. (laughs) They've just never done it well. But also, it, it, Disincent it by them competing in that way, in an unfair way, it says to them, okay, we have these Crunchyroll subscribers who subscribe to us, 
by the short hairs and we can, you know, do anything we want in terms of all these other things. And that that ends up being bad for subscribers. Now that's extreme and who knows if that would really happen. But it 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 could. And that's really all I want to do with this little episode here is demonstrate what could happen instead of what um what will happen because none of th- none of this could happen all of this could happen that I'm mentioning here another thing that could happen is whether you realize it or not a company like Netflix is uh, like up to its eyeballs in debt on some level no no not really up to its eyeballs but it has a substantial amount of debt like in the hundreds of in the hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt, and while that's not extreme, while that's not uncommon for major companies to have large amounts of debt, what is possible is if that if that if the good times stop going, let's say for whatever reason, Netflix brings its subscription costs up significantly, which they have done so far. Now, if you subscribe to Netflix without any of, like, the weird caveats they let you do your subscription, you pay about 12-something a month. Let's say that shoots up to 20. And people unsubscribe on mass. And the model for Netflix collapses. What that means is that Netflix goes down and all of the shows it's licensed, including the anime, gets disappeared from the internet. And that means big shows like Kakegurui, like um what's like Devilman like Devilman Crybaby, like Little Witch Academia. All of those, like now, like soon, like soon, Ava, all vanish because Netflix, when they acquire rights, even though they really only care about streaming, they acquire the rights completely. So they can guarantee that they are the place to to go watch this one show. If, let's say, if you wanted to watch Fate Apocrypha anywhere, your choices were go to Netflix, or steal it. Now, those shows still, like, exist as a thing. Of course they do. You bet Toei has Dragon Ball Z in a vault somewhere, and if anything, and not in a way that nothing could happen to that print, you bet that whoever owns that whatever left of Gainax has... It's copy of Ava, like, locked away in a vault, just, like, and was waiting to just mint money off it. Um, and that's, that's just the nature of the beast. But by nature of those shows disappearing off of the internet because they were on a streaming service, that means all of those brand deals that happen that get anime in front of your eyes need to happen again. So the torturous process of paying, let's say, $20 million 
for Ava. Some the, Gynax will wait for someone to pay that price again. If someone paid it once, they'll pay it again. And that's really what could happen. That's a really big thing that could happen. Is that by Netflix paying such an exorbitant amount, which it by all accounts it seems like Netflix paid a bonkers amount to license Ava because they could they're setting they're setting the bar for what companies can ask what what the anime industry can ask to license its shows so let's say Ava got 20 million dollars as a license cost and Netflix paid that What's to stop the studio that made a show like Rathafon, which is a, which is, for all intents and purposes, an Ava clone, to, I believe it's, I believe that show's licensed by Funimation currently, to, when its license runs out, which could be, which could be tomorrow, because that's the other thing, is the way that licensing, the way that licensing media works is is it works on a time frame. So let's say you license, you can license something on a year, on a year to year basis, or you can license something in perpetuity. And in perpetuity is very expensive. Um, so let's say that the, um, the license for something like Rathfon is five years. Let's say in five years, and we're and we're two and we're three years in. So let's say in two years, Rathfon licenses up. But they've been. But the studio that owns Rathfon has seen Ava be purchased be purchased for twenty million dollars, and they say, "Wait, we have Rathfon. Rathfon is." Like alternate world Ava is alternate world Ava with music and art deco and art deco robots with wings for ears. Let's shop this around and let's set a let's set the bar at the same as Ava because we are a because we are in the same kind of class as Ava. So let's shop Rathfon around for twenty million dollars. Now that's not what Funimation paid for that show originally, let's say. And let's say $20 million is something that, because that's what Ava was, Funimation couldn't afford. And let's say, and because no one else bought Ava, that's something that the rest of the American licensors, the typical American licensors of anime, also can't afford. That means that that show is now playing in the big leagues with thing, and only companies like Netflix and Amazon can afford to license it. Now that means that the anime industry no longer has access to license Rathfon. And I know Rathfon is not a, in some people's 
it's a show that some people like a lot, but it's not. But it's a show that some people like. Why is he using Rathbone? I'm using it because it's a very similar. Uh, in terms of its content, it's a very similar property to something like Ava. And what that incentivizes it incentivizes not only similar properties, but properties that have any kind of adjacency to Ava, meaning properties that are just like anime shows are incentivized to charge huge amounts for the license because they know that they, because A, they now, they now per, the perceived value of anime is hot, is way higher than it, not than it necessarily should be in some cases, but it, that it, that then the current, like, licensor system can support and remain profitable and keep the doors open because if right now the way it works is that no licensor or at least very few licensors get by on licensing one show all of the anime licensing companies in America license Tons of shows, if you, and that's because they all have their own streaming platforms. Basically, they all have a plate. They all stream something somewhere. Um, Sentai has, um, what has um, has has a streaming service, um, that's called shit. Uh, I subscribe to it. Um. Well, anyway, Sentai has their streaming service. Um, Viz puts all of it, puts its stuff on Hulu, um, f- and Funimation puts its and Funimation has a streaming service, and Crunchyroll has a streaming service. Now, if all of the shows that let's say most let's say the fair amount of the shows they have on their services have three-year licenses, which makes sense. And all of those shows quietly went, rocketed up in value because the feeling for what a show is worth is now $20 million. I pay monthly for um, Sentai streaming service. I've... Um, I forget what it's called. Um, but I pay for their I pay for their streaming service three bucks a month. Currently, Funimation I believe is six bucks a month. So is so is um so so is so is Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is also six bucks bucks a month but Netflix is 12 now 12 is 4 times 3 and 2 times 6 so 3 times 12 is 36 so that is way more money than than 15 that is more than twice the amount it it would if the industry wanted to ha- have the kind of money 
that Netflix has. It would need to have the subscriber base that Netflix has, which is uh, everybody and your uncle had Netflix. And yes, there's massive account sharing happening, but still, lots of people subscribe to Netflix. Millions of people subscribe to Netflix. Uh, And yet, I think... I think this happened the year before last. I think this happened in 2016. Crunchyroll only has only just broken a million users. So they aren't... They aren't... The, the, anime, industry, the anime industry in America can't support... Doesn't have the subscriber base to support a price as low as $12 a month and be competitive and have the kind of money to be competitive with licensing costs the size of whatever Ava's was. We're using the $20 million example. So what would have to happen is they would have to go above $12 a month. Maybe even to 20 and at that point, that becomes very expensive for anybody to license shows to them. To, for, for anybody to not license shows to them, to subscribe to them. Because all of a sudden, you're not paying $3 a month. You're not paying $6 a month. You're paying, you know, 15 12 and and fifteen twelve. 12 um, twenty dollars a month, and that is a very different ball game because that is over. That is from way under hundred dollars a year to way over a hundred dollars a year in some cases, and as a result, that means that it is all all of a sudden very expensive to stream anime, and it is. It is no longer the three dollars a month I pay for Sentai's service. No, I no longer see, am surprised when I see it drawn from my bank because I'm like, oh hey, that three dollars came out. Eh, who cares? Now it's like, oh shit, Sentai got deducted from my account. I'm down twenty bucks. That's noticeable, and that's that's. It's not that that's bad for consumers because, you know, I, I believe that people should pay for their entertainment. And when I see people argue like, well, you know, I I should get more entertainment for a game that's $15 than two hours. If you go to a movie right now, you're going to pay about 15 bucks for two hours worth of entertainment in a movie. And you can't go back and replay. You can, and you have to wait to go back and replay it, and rewatch a movie until it comes out on, until it comes out on like iTunes or physical media or whatever. But you can immediately replay a video game. So, you know, you what I'm trying to say is, any argument that most people make for not paying for their entertainment is just them resisting the fact that they have to pay for really anything. <laughs> and them being able to per- perch themselves on high as a consumer and claim that that they are 
being that they are act that their time is more valuable than the creation of you know dozens upon hundreds of people to get to their to to enrich their time um but at the same point stuff needs to be we live in a universe where companies exist to make money they don't i crunch while crunchyroll pretend to be people's friends it does not it does not put anime in front of your face because it believes in anime that is it believes that people should be able to watch anime yes that is why crunchyroll started when crunchyroll was wait for it a pirate site but when but now that Crunchyroll is making the majority of its money off of, it is making real money off of its subscriptions, it does that to turn a profit. And much as the people at that company are fans of anime, they have to pay the rent. They have to eat. They have, they have families to feed. That kind of thing. That's not a bad thing. And that's unequivocally not a bad thing. It's just the way the world works. So if you're saying, "Okay, I'll just pirate pirate these shows," that means that you're that you are feeding into another industry collapse, like happened in two thousand five or the early two thousands, rather, probably starting at two thousand two and continuing to two thousand five, but. At the same point, the the products, the companies that like that put out these products do not own these products, and if you want, or would, and if you want to cause, the if you want to kind of tip the first domino to causing another industry collapse, another um, anime industry collapse. The first step is to overcharge for your product. It's to overcharge for shows like Ava. It's to set the bar so high that the people who are making the industry work, who once again were the companies that were left after a culling, <laughs> can no longer play. And that means... That, and that is even more true than it than it was before, because could a company like Crunchyroll could a, a service like Crunchyroll have twenty million dollars? Very likely, yes. But they are also owned by AT and T. But they also by owned by Elation, which is now owned by AT and T, and that means that they exist as part of a mass that needs to post numbers at the end of a quarter. And that is really technical, but it's true. And that means they exist... They are... They exist now to make their parent company money. And that sounds really cold and calculated, but it's true. The Companies don't buy other companies because they oh, you have a great product. They do, they do do it for that reason, but they do it for the reason of you have a great product that can make us money. And 
one of the reasons that Crunchyroll is doing things like High Guardian Spice is because, yes, they may want to do that stuff, but if you've seen the backlash to High Guardian Spice, a better social media manager would have said maybe we ba- maybe we still make this thing because we made a commitment to it but maybe we uh, maybe we just like uh, back down from it a little bit maybe we back down from the ledge a little bit maybe we change our messaging a little bit but the reason that they are doing high guardian spice in the way that they're doing is because that is the way to get maximum eyeballs and that's what they're looking for if they're going if they're going to spend all the money to produce original content then they are looking for maximum eyeballs so they can go back to elation and say look at how many v- look at our views look at the subscriber base look at the money and then elation then says to AT&T look at the views look at the subscriber base look at the money and that means that they can't just haul up to whoever owns Ava and say, we got you, we want to pay for this. But Netflix can. And by Netflix doing that, and by doing that more and more and more and throwing its weight around, it, it's making it more difficult for companies like Funimation and Crunchyroll to license shows. It's making it more expensive for them to license shows. That was why you saw um, Funimation and Crunchyroll join forces earlier um, earlier this year to in in order to offset their licensing costs in order to be able to go into go to light go to the animation dudes and say, okay, we're going to license this as a pair. They both pay a section of the licensing cost. They both get sections of the license and everybody wins because they can pay more. They Both of them together can pay more for licenses and the subscriber base can go to wherever they want to watch whatever version of that show. But now that they are both owned by different corporate entities, that that relationship has dissolved, and that means that they aren't functioning as a single unit anymore. They are functioning as two huge units, but they may still only have the same budget they ever had to license shows and remain profitable. And so the long and short of it is that in order for anime to be af- licensed, it needs to be affordable for for companies to purchase a license, put it out, and make money. But Netflix simply wants... The, their goal is to get niche titles so they get more subscribers. There are people out there who will subscribe or resubscribe to Netflix because they have Evangelion. 
Because Netflix ultimate all Netflix ultimately cares about is that they get you on the hook for that twelve bucks a month. And the more acclaimed programming they have on that on that service, the more people show up to it. But even more than that, the more niche programming they have. That and that's really the real reason why they've made such a big investment in anime, is people who are fans of a show, people who are fans of a studio, people who are fans of anime, will go to extremely unique places to watch it. That's why anime is capable of supporting not only one streaming service but several, because anime is its own planet with its own weird gravitational field. Give you an idea, um, physical media is down across the board, except in anime. And that's because anime fans are generally collectors. And that means that we behave differently than a normal media consumer. Instead of, like, just wanting to sign up for Netflix for Friends... When possible, lots of anime fans want the Blu-ray. They want the Blu-ray collection to to put on their shelf, to have, to hold, to pray to. And But when a show isn't available on Blu-ray, they want access to it. So if somebody really loves Fate, I would bet that they are subscribed to Netflix so they can watch Fate Apocrypha. Now, but that's fate, and fate is big, has a sizable fan base, but it is not the same as the potential fan base for something like Ava. And, like I said before, people subscribe to Netflix because Ava is there. But the difference is, no one could possibly afford Ava. And I would be remiss. If I did not mention another ghost of the in- ghost haunting industry, another company that is constantly the bane of people's existence in the anime industry, and that's a little company named Harmony Gold. And this is the part where I say with conviction, "Fuck Harmony Gold." fuck them sideways with a rusty nail. And that's because if you're ever if you've ever heard the words Macross before and you have no idea what it is and you're like, why can't I watch this mystical Macross thing anywhere? It's because Harmony Gold has held out the license at such an exorbitant price for decades. I am not the only person to say fuck Harmony Gold. That is like a credo of people of anime fans all over America who like Macross because the only way to watch Macross for many, many years has been to pirate it. But that has changed in recent years because their licenses are slowly expiring to the point where you are starting to see Robotech on streaming services one day 
God will will descend from the heavens and hand Macross and hand Macross seven to people and, ha- and hand Macross seven and Mac and Macross frontier to people on a platter. And we will all weep openly in the streets. Because I like the, cause I like me some Macross sometimes. It's real hard to fucking watch right now. And if Netflix sets the bar for what anime licensing looks like by purchasing Ava, that could happen with a lot more shows. You could have decade. You could have decades go by. Where, where a show like not only Macross, but like something as simple as Pokemon, it's so exorbitant in price that nobody can license it, and it sits it sits unlicensed for years. And sure, you could say then I'll just pirate anime, but once again. That's what caused the industry to collapse back in the early, back in the earlier aughts, and not only that, that is what will cause all of these companies to look at anime as not being worth it, because they when they see that if they see that if we don't license this stuff, people will just watch it anyway. It will take years. For that rift to repair and for those prices to come down, and for us to be able to easily watch anime again, and that's a bad thing. So once again, all this could happen. None of this could happen. I'm just, you know, pontificating, um, giving you the significance of what it means that Ava was finally purchased for such a high price by Netflix. And what all the other kind of contextual stuff like anime streaming like anime streaming companies and licensors being bought by bigger entities. Um in in the corporate world. Because, you know, with big money comes big problems. And it's important to recognize those problems and know what you're in for when you say, like, yeah, sure, I'm cool with watching any anime on Netflix. I unsubscribe from Crunchyroll. That's not that's not what needs to happen. <laughs> because the less competition there is, the less rights as a consumer you and I have. And that means that if you watch a couple sub things on Netflix, if you if there's enough of a subtitled library on Netflix, and you unsubscribe from Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll, the main sub anime service on the internet, had now lost a subscriber to someone who just has anime as another statistic on their on their in their streaming charts. And on that note, on that super depressing note, I have been Alex. If you like this episode, this is an unusual episode recorded on my phone out of my bed early in the morning. But um, 
you like this episode, check back for more. Um, I'm I'm also putting together a big cool thing that I'm not ready to show off yet, but when I do, I will, you, you can bet you will see it here. Um, so until next time, I'll talk to you later.